Contractor days, uh, pretty low tech. Uh, I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi here. What kind of downloads or MIPS we got? We just got everything on paper. It's even color coded. Yeah. So we're good. Uh, I was I was one of the original people to have a Palm Pilot. You guys might be second or third generation, but mine was right literally on my palm in the back of my hand. That was our Palm Pilot. Uh, and also, what I had was. Uh, dry erase marker in my truck and I could get in my truck at the end of the day and write stuff on the windshield and then I could remember in the morning what I needed to get <laughs> well the crew at the time uh, it was it was a really sweet time uh, Kim and I were involved with youth and these young guys were coming up and they were going into full time ministry and it was kind of a well, just a transition and uh, they were working with me we got to the point where uh, if I was busy they would just go in there and write stuff down and uh, so it was a sweet time. They would go in there and uh, there'd be a scripture on my windshield or words of encouragement. So I, I just, uh, Proverbs, uh, we were talking today. And, and so backing up here, Chris did uh, chapter 15 a couple weeks ago. We had uh, some meat, so we took a break. Now we're going into 16, chapter 16. Uh, and Kristen and Rory have mentioned that the book of Proverbs is, is poetry and its best context is in if you take it with Psalms and Ecclesiastes and Job um, today we, we were meeting and I thought this was great um, Proverbs are axioms statements of what is true most of the time right? it's kind of a general uh, and they're short, simple terms. Uh, and I like to think of the word pithy. Short and simple. Uh, I'm like a squirrel. I get distracted. I see something shiny. These are simple and, and easy to remember. Good wisdom, right? Good to teach your kids. Uh, Ecclesiastes represents wisdom based on observation and experience. Job represents wisdom based on experience of suffering and injustice. We all know that uh, to follow God is best and the most sensible course of action is to follow His will. Uh, we talked about wisdom. Wisdom comes from having the fear of the Lord. It's not a fear that paralyzes us, right? It's a fear of awe and respect. Uh, earlier Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Matthew 22:37, we are commanded to love the Lord with our heart, soul, and mind. It's the first and, and great commandment, right? Uh, he expects us to apply ourselves intellectually and to do some serious thinking when we're studying His Word. So, Proverbs 16, 
broke it down into, into four sections. Sorry, got a little cotton mouth here. Um, <laughs> the smoke's not helping. No, it's nerves. <laughs> it's definitely nerves. Um, so, you can just see it can be broken down into four sections. Section one, verses one through nine, reflects on the heart's intentions to make plans and the Lord's rule over that planning and God's sovereignty. Section two, 10 through 15, Solomon offers several perspectives of kings and rulers. You know, the king, the wisest guys in the, in the world, uh, intermixed with these people. He had people coming to him, great, great rulers over the earth. Uh, section three, 16 through 26, relates to the value of wisdom, controlled speech, and self-reflection. And in completing the chapter, just a few verses, 27 through 33, uh, it contrasts between evil, evil and righteous people. Right? And uh, I like what Chris said, uh, some of these uh, verses go together. Um, and he, he was talking about a uh, just a, a fighter, and, and some of them are, are, are short to the point, just a couple verses. Some of them can be lengthened out. So what I want to do here, the first four we'll read, and then we'll go back and break them down. Verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Two, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. The Lord weighs the spirits. Three, commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. And I want to jump down to nine, because it kind of goes with these first three. Go back to four. Man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Um, these first four verses, uh, we begin with man's plans, but ultimately it's God's grace that formulates the ultimate outcome. So verse 1, the preparations of the heart belong to the man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Um, we all want to know how to live our lives and how to, how to succeed in those matters. Um, I wrestled with this thought uh, before, and, and, and what does it matter? If, if God's got the final say, what, why do we plan, right? What, what's the purpose? Well, in doing God's will, there must be a partnership between our efforts and God's control. By God's grace, He allows, he allows man, us, to make choices and a mind to make things through and a heart to make plans. Um, we, we get to participate in, in the ultimate plan, right? In the ultimate plan. Verse 2. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. So we can rationalize any motives, um, but are they right in the Lord's eyes? We can ask ourselves if our plans are in harmony with God's truth, such as does it line up with scripture or counsel from our brothers or sisters in Christ? Um, what's our motivation? Right? Galatians 1.10 For I am now seeking the approval for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man I would not be a servant of Christ. Verse 3 Submit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So this sounds kind of easy, 
Um, I think I, I try to commit most of my plans or all of my plans to, to the Lord. Um, but there's there's different ways that we can fail in doing that. I listed like three different ways, probably more. Um, the first one, uh, we might superficially commit our work to the Lord, but but in reality, we're going to do it ourselves. And uh, unfortunately, I've done this probably more, more times than not. Uh, and one was a big, a big decision, and uh, and and it really, it really cost us. Uh, I, I just think some valuable time. Uh, I was contracting. I had a big account at a hospital for years, and um, they asked me to come aboard and and change the culture of their engineering team. So I thought, in my wisdom, in the world's economy, that it would be best to go to work for the, for the hospital. Uh, And I was getting sad. I was, I was almost getting depressed. Um, but I, I blew them off and did things my way. I, I I wasn't listening to the Lord. And I knew it was prompting from the Holy Spirit. So I get on board, do this job, and it was, it was miserable. It was the worst years of my life. Because I did not listen to the Lord, I, I truly think to this day did not want to. But the good thing is, God hugged Himself, right? So, so we uh, we regrouped, uh, started the business back up. I resigned, back at the hospital, contracting again, doing things differently. Uh, I don't want to get into details of why I left. It just it was not right. It was not a godly place at all. It was dark. Um, so we fired the business back up. We start reevaluating what we're doing in life. Now we're sleeping a little bit. And uh, we start looking at a state move. We end up here in Primeville. After two years of looking, we come down the grade. We're like, this is home. This is where we need to be. So, uh, here we are. No soul. But uh, by the grace of God, I went to the Calvary Chapel and then just met a bunch of lovely, lovely people. And uh, so, anyways, amen. Amen. So, that, that's one. We can superficially commit our work to the Lord. Start deviating, we, we pull it back from God. We're going to do it our way, right? 
that's, that's another way we can fail at, at doing that. Uh, and then three, like I said earlier, um, you know, why, why, why do something if, if ultimately God's got to say? So um, some people might just say, okay, um, I give it to you, God, but then they don't put any effort into the, into the plan. Um, and then, of course, it's gonna, probably going to fail. Colossians uh, 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for man. Verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So these four verses gives us wisdom that it's ultimately our responsibility to make good or bad decisions. That doesn't mean that God somehow lost his authority in our lives, but quite the opposite. That he still guides us and we will have this final say. Um, we can take promises in Scripture. We're all over the place, Jeremiah 29, 11. So I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. We need to let God be sovereign. This other section here, in the first section, it's kind of a little side section, verses 4 through 8, is about God's sovereignty and how He tests arrogance. Verse 4. The Lord has made all for Himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. I don't think Sol Solomon is getting Calvinistic here, uh, but that He is sovereign and He has a purpose and He's created everything. There are no loose ends in God's plan. Uh, he is not the author of evil. evil. They're just wicked people that have rebelled, right? But the good news is we all have free will. And they, they can submit to the Lord, and by the by God's grace, they, they can be saved. They can they can turn to Christ for salvation. Verse five: Every proud, everyone proud in his heart, is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. This gets my attention when it says everyone. Everyone's not proud. Everyone that is proud an abomination to the, to the Lord. Um, and sometimes what I like to do is if I don't understand something, I'll pick up a different translation. And and uh, I picked up the message and just kind of skimming through that. And it's, uh, it's kind of simple. You can kind of get the context of a scripture or chapter or a whole book. But I like what it said here. Um, God can't stomach arrogance or pretense. Believe me, he'll put those upstarts in their place. <laughs> like, ouch! God isn't messing around, right? He's serious. Uh, six, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. I read this, and boom, the gospel just popped into my mind. Like, you know, it, it has flavors of the gospel. Uh, but we can't get tripped up in here where the atonement is provided for the iniquity. It doesn't teach self-atonement. Um, God has provided atonement for our sins and iniquity by the sacrifice of the Son on the cross. Right? Um, 
his loving kindness is for everyone and he desires for everyone to repent. But because of his justice and, and holiness, you can't just give people a free pass uh, and let them into heaven. Uh, there, there has to be punishment. Uh, so, so thankfully, by his mer- mercy, God has provided a way to escape the punishment. Uh, I, I love I love the scriptures. Uh, the, the Romans wrote to salvation. When, when you're when I'm witnessing to somebody, I have them all marked out in my Bible, and, and if I have the opportunity, you can read through all these verses with, with the person that you're trying to share the gospel with. Uh, and, you know, it starts out Romans three twenty two for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life and blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, everyone proud in heart is an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> so, the winds are dying down. They, they did say that, uh, that it would become, uh, uh this copper. So I think that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, now we're, we're dealing with the part. Sounds like it's pretty good music. <laughs> so anyways, the, the, the uh, Romans Road to Salvation, I, I like it. Um, it it's, it's well mapped out in there. If you guys don't have the verses you want them, or you can just Google it. And highlight them in your Bible. Uh, I, it's, it's definitely His will that we take every opportunity to share the good news with others. Verse 7. When a man's ways pleases the Lord... He makes even his enemies to be at peace with them. So this also talks to God's sovereignty. Uh, he can turn foes into friends when he pleases. When we are reconciled to God, uh, we keep ourselves in his love, we will decline those to be in favor in us, or with us, for us. Uh, some examples I've written down here is Esau with, with Jacob, and Abimelech, with Isaac or Joseph when he was sold into slavery. Um, just, just how God, God turned those people in their favor. Uh, his enemies. Their enemies. Better is a little righteousness than the vast revenues without justice. Verse 8. So I, I read this and immediately I just thought, man, if you want to sleep good, if you want a good conscience, don't compromise your integrity for a bigger paycheck uh, or, or earthly goods, right? Uh, we're going to jump down to 11. This ties into it, I think, as well. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in his bag are his work. Again, God hates stealing. He desires that all transactions are done with integrity. Uh, not just the big deals, but but every single day, even the even the minute tasks, right? And I think of cruising down a, a country road, and there's the there's the little stand that has the eggs, or it might have the fruit in it. And it's basically like you know, take a box of eggs for three bucks and put your money in the jar. Well, this is where when nobody's looking, you need to do the right thing. Uh, And, and then, yes, it's talking about weights 
and scales, but but us is God, like weighing our heart. What what's in our heart? What what do we do behind closed doors uh, or when nobody's looking, right? Uh, okay, that's that's the first section. So got some more to go, and uh, I'll try to make this hit. Me. Uh, so, haven't passed out yet, which is the first sign. Our old youth pastor, he had a funny story. He was getting into ministry in his first sermon. He goes up on the podium stage, wherever it was. And the next thing he remembers, his pastor is like waking him up. He passed out. And he didn't even start to speak. He just dropped. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm trying to get to the first section of the question. The rest, right? Amen. Alright. 10-15. Are Solomon's perspectives on kings and rulers? Uh, is Solomon's perspectives on kings and rulers how it is common sense to avoid their wrath? Alright? Uh, 10. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. The word divination here is, is not being um, used as uh, seeking the occult or demonic guidance. It's simply in context with wise guidance. Um, you should always pray for authority, uh, whether they're, they're, they're safe or not. Um, and um, that they would give godly wisdom when giving orders or sentence, right? Um, we pray that they are just and rule in the fear of the Lord, and that their wisdom and discernment go beyond God's wisely appointed boundaries of judgment. So these 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 folks are actually it's all part of God's plan. They're they're in office because God allows them. Well, uh, it's an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. For a throne, for a throne is established by righteousness. Um, any form of leadership should not be oppressive, tyrannical, you know, cruel, but lead with God's wisdom. Because um, that position is, is ultimately established by the grace of God. Uh, remember, it's, it's His plans. Um, they have no loose ends. And He is never surprised. 13. Righteous lips are the delight of the King. And they love Him who speaks what is right. So if we ever have a chance or have had a chance to give advice to somebody, you know, all the way up to the present, right, whether it's a CEO or some local authority, um, we shouldn't be yes-men. Um, but we should give honest and wise advice and not fear how they may take it. We hope that they take it, but uh, we, we need to be honest. Um, and, and it says here, and they love him who speaks what is right. So hopefully they take it in good stride, right? Uh, 14 and 15. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. 15. In light of king, in the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter, the latter rain. So here, man, it... It could be scary, like I was just talking about. You're giving news to a king, the wise men back in the day. The king didn't like it. A lot of times they just lost their head. 
So, you know, in positions today, you might lose your position at work. Um, but it also reads here, and his, and, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. And we, we all experienced the latter rain this year. That was a godsend. It, they're talking about the rain that produces. So when we got those rains in April and May, it's warm outside, and that grass is growing fast. That's the rain that it just, it, it was a, a, a total godsend issue, right? Latter rain. Um, right, we're halfway through. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm pacing a lot. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, practice, I practice this on my uh, tree stand. And it's a four by four sheet of plywood, so I couldn't wander too far. Now I feel like I got free rain, <laughs> so I'm just wandering around. Uh, it's probably make you guys dizzy. Like, stand there. Anyways, uh, so we're halfway through, and now we're doing 16 to 26, which uh, relates to the value of wisdom, controlled speech, and self reflection. Arrogance leads to disaster since it prevents a person from following God's will and recognizing their own errors. 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Choose, choose wisdom every time over riches and, and material things. Um, like my grandma said, growing up, nobody can ever take what you've learned away from you. It's in your head. Nobody can take that away from you. The wisdom here, learn it, nobody can take it away from you. Um, next, 17, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil, and he who keeps his way preserves his soul. Um, we are not walking down some obscure path to the Lord. Um, I, I remember Chris in his last teaching, uh, it, one of the Proverbs had mentioned highway. This is a clear path. This is not an obscure, this is, this is a highway, this is, this is free, right? This is the big lane to go cruising down. Um, our desire is to flee from evil and to stay in step with our Creator. He's um, given us 66 books. We can learn from that. Verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We're probably all familiar with this, this proverb. Um, at least I was. Uh, so the arrogant and proud will be brought low because all people must bow before Christ when judgment time comes. Um, arrogance and pride leads us down a path where we don't think we need to rely on the Lord. We need to recognize our weaknesses and that He alone is our strength. Pride can trap us into thinking that we are superior over others or think ourselves higher than others or even God. Uh, this, opposed, this really opposes the first principle of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. Right? This, this proverb basically says the same thing twice underscoring that the proud will be brought to justice. Philippians 2.3 Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. 19. Better to be of humble spirit with the lowly 
than to divide the spoil with the proud. Matthew 16.26 comes to mind. It profits a man nothing to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul. And I think of our culture nowadays. I think of Hollywood. I think of some of the pro athletes. They have it all. And, and worldly standards, right? They're, they're, they're lacking nothing, but they're lacking the wisdom of God. Um, it's it's sad, and, and, and they're people of influence. And this is why we need to be speaking to our children, to the next generation, to the leaders, um, that, that God's wisdom is what is important, not, not the worldly economics. Plenty. Uh, he who eats the word wisely will find good. Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Uh, this is another one. I think it's a pretty simple one, but we might just skim over it. Uh, but it's powerful. Those who pay attention to, listen to, and study God's word will find good results from it. Uh, yes, we're going to have difficulties in life, but Psalms 23, 6, uh, we can rest, rest assured that, that we'll see God's kindness, goodness, and mercy. It'll follow us all of our days of our lives. 21. A wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of lips increases learning. Um, and, and I want to jump, jump down. 24 is similar here. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to the bones. So... The first one on 21, I think, uh, is easier to catch catch bees with honey, right? Not vinegar. And uh, at, at 24, I think of Barnabas and words of encouragement. How those words are comfort to our souls, right? Um, and, and the sweetness. Uh, it's funny we had some friends come up, and we were in grocery outlet, and the kids were shopping around, and they had honeycomb. And, and and honey in the honeycomb, it's a little square box. They thought that was a cool thing, so they're they're just like chowing down it. I thought it was gross. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, something sweet to the soul. I'm thinking like a nice Sunday, Sunday morning. I mean, that's like that's sweet to the soul. For sure, got a lot Yeah. So in my soft, sophomore year. Uh, Spanish, second year Spanish, our book, our Spanish book, was named And it killed me because it was the third period. And I looked at that picture and it was like a big old hot chocolate, hot cup of chocolate and this nice pastry. I was like, man, it's killing me. I'm going to go to lunch. I don't want to do Spanish. <laughs> anyway, soul food, you know, uh, Barnabas. Words of encouragement, food for the soul. 22. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it. The correction of fools is falling. Uh, again, I I looked at, I looked at me, uh, the message um, at this one, and, and it said that true intelligence is a spring of fresh water, while fools sweat it out the hard way. So I. I this as, yeah, you can do it your way or the highway, um, but it's so much better to take the yoke of Jesus, right? 
Matthew 11, 28, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 23, The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lip. Uh, wise people won't regret what they say, even in the heat of the moment. Uh, Rory had talked about this a few teachings ago. And, um, I know we, <clears throat> we all sometimes have difficulties with our spouses or our family. But just before something flies out of your mouth, and it takes days or hours to repair what you've said. Step back, try to consult God, take a knee, and find out how this can be repaired, where, where you are wrong, uh, where I am wrong. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, 25. There's a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. So human nature can lead us to arrogance and ignorance, which leads to death. But, but Jesus changes hearts and desires. He opens our eyes to the truth. 26. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. So appetite is a good thing. God gave us a desire to work. If we don't work, we don't eat. Um, so... I also think that you know some people can't work, um, and we should help those folks out. But if we have a, an opportunity to teach them a, a trade or work, it's better to, to teach somebody how to fish rather than just give them a fish, right? The fish is going to take care of it for a day, right, Ted? Right. <laughs> okay, I don't know what the time is, but you guys really patient and you're not falling asleep uh, used to some middle schoolers and you get 10 or 15 minutes and they're <laughs> you know we do games with them and we feed them snacks with a lot of turkey like a tryptophan you know it settles them down right Michael? <laughs> alright you guys are awesome um, alright 27 to 33 will see a contrast between evil and righteous people and warnings of self-control. 27. An ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. The, the, um, the ungodly uh, seem like casual evil. Um, they're, they're looking to spread it. To, uh, to teach you it. Right? Um, Get others involved. Beware. 28. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. Unfortunately, we, we probably all experienced this. I think it's really sad. It's basically about gossip. You know, whisperer. Somebody that wants to destroy a relationship between you and a friend, you and a spouse. Um, 
is on the contrary, the goal of a believer is peace and recon reconciliation. If you have issues with a person, you should go directly to that person and work it out. 1 Peter 3.10 Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Twenty-nine. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. Um, this also reminds me of misery loves company, right? Um, a person that loves violence will drag others to partake in it. Um, and and um, I, I have a I have a note here just about. We need to be teaching our children. Um, proverbs are for instructing and, and, and to go over with our teenagers. Um, and I, I think they should keep their distance from bad company or troublemakers. They don't need to be involved with that. Um, that's, that's what I think the 30. He winks his eye to devise first things, purses his lips, and brings about evil. Solomon continues to describe a person hell-bent on destruction. Um, they have hidden signals. They're they're crafty. They're going to give winks to start something up. Um, yeah, you know, not very wise people. And they're trying to always start something up, like fights at the ball game or something. Uh, Thirty-one. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory, but is bound in the way of righteousness. Now we can talk about some good trades, which is awesome. It's, um, so, quite a few of us have some gray hairs now. Uh, we've been around the block, but not, you know, just because we have gray hair doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to give good advice. It's got to be good, sound, godly advice um, on the foundation of Jesus Christ, right? Um, but we can learn from past mistakes. I've done that. I had an older sister. I watched her growing up. And, uh, you know, at the time, she wasn't gray hair, but she was an older figure. And she did some bonehead stuff. And I learned from that. You know, if I didn't want to get punished, I wouldn't do those things, right? Uh, 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the, than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes the city. Uh, this is talking about powerful, powerful men in the day. Uh, you know, it took a lot of might, a lot of military might to take down a city. But the wisdom here is that we are more powerful if we have control over our tongue, over our, our motives, right? Uh, James 1.19, no, this is my, no, this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Alright, you guys made it. Last one. 33. The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So we've come full circle in 16. We're back to God's sovereignty. And in the main verses of main message of this verse is 
that every decision is from the Lord, uh, whether we think it's random or not. Uh, it's, it's interesting. In, in this proverb, it mentions casting lots. Uh, the lot is cast. And uh, it's Googling on this. And it's mentioned 70 times in the Old Testament and seven in the New Testament. In uh, Acts, it mentions when they had to replace Judas. They, they used... They cast lots. I don't know if it was dice or flat-sided stone, markings on it, or short stick, big stick. I don't, I don't know what it was. But when they cast lots and they came up with it, they stuck with that decision. It was a godly decision. But here's what's cool. We don't have to do that anymore, right? We have the completed book, the Bible. Uh, we got the Holy Spirit, which, which, which guides us. Uh, we can make godly plans by being in the Word, prophets from the Holy Spirit, seeking counsel from brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, God is ultimately in control, and we can take take comfort in knowing that. And uh, God will do what is best in our lives. So the best thing we can do is quit trying to work things out on our own and, and let God. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Father God, um, pray for wisdom in your ways. Uh, this world is so, so contrary to uh, your wisdom, God. And uh, you know, we come to you with our plans, and if you give us resolve, we be patient for your timing and everything we do. Help us take this time to teach our kids next generation of leaders will follow you and let us remember that you are sovereign and have final say in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.